in episode zero of this podcast, uh-huh. Tyler was given a list of questions. Uh-huh. In that list of questions, Troy, Put that you gave me. him, yes, yeah. there's one. And you know it frustrates me. And you asked it, knowing that I would be on this show. It is the transporter question. Uh Uh-huh. Does a transporter transport the individual atoms of a person, or does it just copy them and reform them in another place, essentially? Is that the same person, or is that a clone of the same person that... And the first has already been destroyed. Yeah. So, here's the thing. It's semantics. It doesn't really matter. It's exactly the same person, no matter what. That's not the problem with the question. But does it kill you? No, no. It, you, you're trying to ask a moral question here. It does <laughs> not work. It's the same person, no matter what. It's not a clone. But does it kill you? <laughs> it doesn't matter. But does it you know kill it you doesn't matter. How, but, it, it, but it matters if it kills you. No, because you're trying to put an ethical or moral standard on something that doesn't need it. So it kills you is what you're saying, and you're trying to make excuses. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it does people. or doesn't. But where does the soul uh, go? What did you say, Tyler? I asked where the soul goes. There's no such thing as a soul, Tyler. Come on now. <laughs> in Star I, Trek, or uh, I, I'm no pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if it's in the atoms, um, the soul goes into the new clone. Well, okay, actually, there's this Even one episode kills. where they like are exploring an asteroid, and then Harry Kim gets transported to another realm of existence, and it's like he's not dead; he's just gone. And then the people there send their dead to our realm of existence. And then their souls are supposed to pass on. But they're like, oh, my God, you just found dead bodies over there. But it's supposed to be like heaven and our souls are supposed to go there. And he's like, nope, just a bunch of dead bodies. And then he steals a dead guy's clothes so that he can hide in the dead guy's coffin so that he can get transported back to his version of reality. But then when he gets back, they find a cloud of energy that has remarkable similarities to life energy. So maybe it was the cloud full of the souls of those dead people. Um, the really, um, weird thing is it, that's not the only instance of, uh, like, incorporeal beings, so. <laughs> yeah, well, non-corporeal beings and souls are two different things. I mean, are, are you they? talking about Wesley Crusher? Hey, I mean, Tyler it's... knew a thing! <laughs> oh, um... wait one second, someone's knocking at my door. <laughs> That's a good time to start the episode. <laughs> yeah, while while Lucy's <laughs> yeah. checking the door and possibly getting murdered, let's intro this. Yeah, it's all good. MC almost gets murdered regularly on my show. Usually it's a cat. <laughs> uh, so hello, welcome to Too Young for This Hit, the podcast that's now a Star Trek Picard recap podcast. I'm Tyler. I've never seen any Star Trek, basically. Uh, with us today, we've got Troy, who was here last time, Eric, who was also here last time, and introducing MC, who you just heard talking about some stuff. I, I was going to say a thing and then I forgot it. <laughs> uh, ethical dilemmas that's what i was going to talk about talking about the moral quandaries of transporters 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the moral quandary of transporters. Are you a clone of yourself or is it you still? It doesn't matter. It's you, no matter what. Yeah, I'm with MC on this one. I I, I tend to fall in that camp, uh, the one where, you know, transporters don't kill you uh, because, I mean, these guys use them constantly. You would think, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, more more uh, Starfleet officers should be having, like, existential crises. Well, I mean, at the beginning of um, Enterprise, uh, when the technology is still new, they're a bit iffy about it. And That's that true. That's a good point. It's very yeah. funny, um, some of the things that happen there. But um, it, it really doesn't matter because... If it's instantaneous that you're broken down into your atoms and then different atoms are formed in another place to replicate you, so you're essentially a clone of yourself that was destroyed, it's still you because MC in that here's, second <laughs> here's a hypothesis do we know that it is perfectly instantaneous what if for a, like a, a one millisecond your consciousness exists in both places and the version of you that was being transport transported realizes it like you can just feel like oh my gosh i'm in both places at once and then that existence just ceases well yeah no then that's never explained but um that wouldn't happen because they actually say that it happens instantaneously. Well, so fine. what are you on about, Troy? <laughs> I'm just making stuff up. That's what I do. <laughs> Tyler, take us into the episode, please. Okay. Yeah. Today we're talking about episode two, <laughs> Maps and Legends. And was there even a map in this episode? That was the name of um, it, right? Um, no. What? Maybe? I saw. I can't. I like think a pretty sure. metaphorical map? I can't that, think of a map. That was the title of the episode, though, right? Yeah, it definitely was. Um, I'm I'm checking yeah. my notes, and I don't see anything about maps <laughs> or legends for that matter. <laughs> well, I uh, mean, I get legends. Patrick Stewart's there, and also they referenced like the whole uh, like cast oh, of right, right, right. They're yeah, yeah. The uh, I can't think of their name. The 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 Tal Shiar Shiar. The even more Tal Shiar Shiar. Yeah, the uh, the Black Ops. Oh yeah, sure. The, sure. Uh, the secret society squared <laughs> the anti-synthetic romulan extremists yeah uh-huh so um before we get into it i've got another summary prepared but also yes. we have unfinished business from the last episode oh that's right we need to learn yeah. about dunkirk from our history expert <laughs> oh that's not even what i was talking about but yeah we i forgot that's to put not that on what the you're list. talking about oh no uh one thing we didn't say if we liked the last episode or not oh, yeah. we just were we <laughs> talked about it and yeah so let's go around the room i liked it i liked it too i loved it uh, i'm enjoying all of picard and Ugh, that first MC episode spoilers you're not supposed to talk about whether you like <laughs> episode two or not yet oh uh, uh, i well uh the one of the big things is is like uh, i've recently um started re-watching discovery as well mm -hmm. and like I, I think i just really enjoy sci-fi when it's done well <laughs> yeah discovery is great and i think picard it like that first episode we're getting a whole bunch of that like uh, we're getting like 
mystery sci-fi. It's not just mm-hmm. like straight up um, robots and spaceships. It's like oh, there's like secret society uh, essentially going after this girl. And you're like, okay, what's this all about? And why is she trying to find Picard? And I, I think it was a great opening episode to like really kick off this series. Yeah, and I felt like I didn't really feel like I was missing out on anything, having not watched anything else for the first episode. The second episode, I was really confused on a lot of things. Oh, good. I'm excited yeah. to, to explore yeah. that. This should be entertaining. Yeah. Uh, so, Troy, um, uh, also, last time, you started saying, uh, I'm going to insert what you actually said here, the actual clip, but <laughs> you were like... Do you know what the significance of number one is, Tyler? I bet you didn't even realize that that was significant. So, here's... Okay. Tyler, here's <laughs> the thing. And then you just described an episode of the show without telling me what the dog's <laughs> name meant. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't That's sound amazing. like me. Are you sure? And you never came back to it. That that sounds um, exactly like Troy. Actually, I, I don't know what Troy's on about right now. Should I? Do, do you want to know what the dog's name? Why the dog's name is important? Yeah. Okay. This is not an episode description. Uh, instead, I'm just going to tell you that uh, Captain Picard uh, has a first officer named uh, William T. Riker, uh, who becomes his first op- officer at the start of the Next Generation. And he calls him number one. So like the whole the whole series, he he calls him Will sometimes. He calls him Commander Riker when he's in trouble. But most of the time, he just calls him number one. And so it's it's kind of cute that he named his dog number one. Although I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts talk about Picard, and a lot of them seem to think that that's not cute because they're like, imagine like, <laughs> all right, so Tyler, imagine this. Imagine we finally get to meet face to face because we only are friends on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we finally meet face to face and I'm like, oh, Tyler, I'm so glad you're here. Come into my home. Meet, 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 meet me in person. Meet my wife in person. Meet my child in person. And this is my dog, Tyler. Like, the question <laughs> is, would you be like, cool? Or would you be like, why is your dog named me? Why is that a thing? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think it's sweet, but weird. other podcasts have pointed out that it's a little, a little strange. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, here's my thing about that. I think uh, number one is just, like, his shorthand for, like, his right-hand person. Mm. Oh, totally. So... He's not even the number first one, one that you yeah, It's not sense. Riker's name. It's the name of whoever he depends on most in his life, and right now that's his dog. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, I think I mean, that's it's what so it sad. It's a, it's a holdover from when he was captain. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Aww. as it, to us, as fans of the show, we think of number one as Riker, but, you know, that's not necessarily the same thing to Picard. And we didn't really get to see much of Picard's uh, previous uh, captain, uh, like him being a captain on any other ships. So we don't even know if he was calling his first officer on the other ships number one. Well, he was was on the Stargazer for a little bit. Yeah. But I don't know. Good old Stargazer. Went up in flames. Yeah. R.I.P. 
Uh, Tyler, there's this episode where uh, the Ferengi show up and they've got the Stargazer, like they towed it with them and they're like, what? How can you have the Stargazer? That's crazy. And Picard's like, how come my old ship be here? God, my head hurts. This is weird. And then he goes to Beverly Crusher and he's like, I've got a headache. Isn't that nuts? We got rid of those like 50, 80, 100 years ago because medical technology is advanced. But I've got a headache. And she's like, you should just get a nap. And he's like, all right, I'll go take a nap. And then he thinks he's on the Stargazer and then he transports over the Stargazer and he thinks he's in the final battle of the Stargazer because it turns out that the Ferengi are using technology to tap into his brain to trick him into thinking he's still in that battle because the Ferengi's son was in that battle and died and this is how he's getting revenge is he tricks Picard into captaining the Stargazer against the Enterprise to try and get the Enterprise to blow up Stargazer and kill Picard for revenge but don't worry he got better it's I'm not I have no surprise like no surprise that he has brain damage or like he has like some frontal lobe <laughs> issue in the show like it makes sense he's been through a lot oh yeah so how about this I'm gonna hop into I'm gonna do the summary and uh we will come back to we'll get our Dunkirk lesson at the end of the show that's our teaser okay. yeah that's everyone sounds- okay if you want to hear about Dunkirk stick around <laughs> <laughs> we should just keep like pushing it off till the end of the series (laughs) (laughs) don't look at wikipedia we just wait (laughs) it's impossible to find out what dunkirk is don't the only way you're gonna find out watch the movie right (laughs) it's like spoiler alert for something that happened in the 40s (laughs) so we find ourselves on mars 14 years before uh a creepy synthetic man is doing things i think his name was f8 um Mm -hmm. yeah he's just going around being like hell yeah and uh then he does a murder suicide um so a lot of murder a A lot of murder (laughs) and so now we're back in the present we see picard uh getting thrown back by the explosion again because the producers were like hey this was probably the most expensive effect in the episode we need to get our money's worth here and show it again his poor hip um (laughs) yeah he gets blown back so far like i i kind of forgot how far it was yeah like if it happened to one of us we'd be in the hospital for like a month i think i would die oh yeah but uh we don't have future (laughs) technology uh um stuff as well we don't have dermal regenerators yeah and and cortical implants no wait not cortical implants cortical stimulators that's the one yeah yeah that's the one (laughs) Yeah, he definitely broke a hip. Just slap a cortical stimulator on it, and you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Picard and friends. I don't know any of their names. <laughs> I think they're Romulans. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're yeah. investigating Dodge's past, and then they go check out her bedroom. They find out everything's wiped there, but then they somehow manage to find out that her sister isn't on Earth, and. Uh, yeah, and they seem really surprised by that. So I was curious: do people not leave Earth often in this show? Well, Is that like irregular, well, just for some people to be in um, space? We don't usually see no, a lot of civilians out of Starfleet. Um, it could be mm-hmm. that maybe it's difficult to get off planet if you're not enlisted. Okay. I think it's also though, like I think I think that people in the United Federation of Planets have become more insular since the Mars attack happened. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And so I yeah. think I think people are just kind of afraid to to explore the way that they used to. That's kind of what I took it as, at least. All right, that oh, makes I sense. I think you're totally right. 
So yeah, then they're like throwing around terms like Tadja and Adra. And I'm like, I, that's when I turned <laughs> subtitles on and they didn't work correctly. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, meanwhile, on the Death Cube, Dr. Asher and the bearded Borg narc uh, hook up and we find out he's like super secretive and she's trying to reclaim the Borg. So like make them not zombies, I guess, like the ones that are there. And uh, so back on Earth, Picard's trying to get a doctor to approve him for space travel. He finds out he's in pretty good shape, except for some brain issues. And um, that's causing him to have some interesting dreams and also will kill him. Um, Then he has to, he's like, makes the doctor approve him for space travel. He's like, are you going to do it? And the doctor's like, I guess. Remember that time there was the fire forest? And I wanted to ask you if that was a real thing. Um, so that was an adventure on the Stargazer, which was the ship we were talking about. That was Picard's command before the next generation started. So mm-hmm. we've never like actually seen those stories on screen, but uh, it would not surprise me if that was a pull from a, a Stargazer novel, because there have been a lot of books about Picard's time on the Stargazer. Okay. So it um, might be a reference. I don't know the books. Uh, I also haven't read the books. Yeah, I've only read a handful here and there. I thought Fire Forest was just a weird phrase, like it's usually the other way around. Well, um, I think it was a, a forest that was made of fire, not a forest that was on fire. Hmm. MC probably knows a lot about that. Um, uh, I know a lot about the other one. Things still really on fire there? Nah, it, 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 it's getting better, but it's <laughs> still not good here. Yeah, still smoky? Or is it's it only like less smoky? Yeah. It's only 80% of the country on fire now. Exactly. 80% was the number that I had. 80% of the country's burning. The rest is fine, though. (laughs) I heard something was happening with the capital. Is it it getting close to there or something? Uh, I think maybe. Uh, It it was definitely around that area that there was a fair few fires and... Uh, it, it, it's just been really bad for the start of the year. Yeah. He said it was 100 degrees when we recorded our other podcast, and it was like nighttime. Oh my God. And it was 100 degrees. That's oh too hot. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like 105 at the moment. Is the is the air okay? Like, the air quality okay? Uh, it's better now. Um, A few weeks back, and like, at the end of last year, like, all of December... The air quality was crap. It was like... Oh, jeez. The smoke was actually starting to... There there was days where it was down on the street. Wow. Like, it was coming down out of the... Yeah. Yuck. There there was like four or five days where you couldn't see 30 meters away from you because it was so thick with smoke. Yeah, I heard there were days when uh, Sydney was more polluted than uh, places in China. Yep. Oh, wow. That's saying something. Yeah. Uh, Australia, for a couple of days, was the most... uh, It had, like, the worst air quality in the world. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Yep. Uh. uh, Yeah, back to to fun times. Uh, So Picard, (laughs) like, warps to San Francisco... And we see the Golden oh, Gate God, Bridge. No. Oh, did you just say he warps there, Tyler? Did he not warp there? He like uh, walked through like a portal or something. Uh, but is it that. really Picard, <laughs> or is it just uh, Picard, like a, a new Picard? Is it the same Picard? He, he, <laughs> he transported. He's transported. There. 
Uh-huh. Warping warp. warp speed is a, a a velocity you can travel in space by creating a subspace bubble around your ship mm-hmm. that allows you to go faster than the speed of light. Warp is, the is a question. very specific thing. Is this question. the same Picard we started with? Hmm. Mm-hmm. What? What? Because of the argument yeah, at the beginning, <laughs> Troy just missed it. It's fine. So, anyways, so what's going on on the Golden Gate Bridge? Um, it you. You're talking about how the Golden Gate Bridge doesn't seem to have a road on it anymore. Yeah, and it looks like it's oh, covered in I like noticed that. solar panels. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't I, know if it's just like yeah. an art thing now or what. No, it's generating I, I think, energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think what happened was they wanted to keep the Golden Gate Bridge because you know it's sort of like San Francisco's symbol. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it's sort of. Yeah. I guess at this point it would be like an ancient artifact, like the pyramids. I guess. Because uh, it's been like, I don't know, hundreds of years. Uh, but I thought it was a nice touch that they put solar panels where the road used to be because they have they have shuttlecrafts. They don't have they don't have cars anymore. Uh, so yeah. I thought that was a really nice touch. I thought that was clever. Yeah, but they still appear to have roads everywhere. <laughs> like leading up I mean, to the bridge, like there were roads. I think those roads are just still there. But aren't they solar but I, panels? I don't. Well, I don't think they're really using cars. <laughs> yeah, there was no know. traffic, so. <laughs> oh man, I kind of want to see L.A. without traffic. That'd be weird. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Have you ever been stuck in L.A. traffic? It's horrible. No. It's horrible. <laughs> when when yeah. Star Trek does go to Earth, it's mostly San Francisco. Do do you see a lot of other places? Mm-mm. In Star Trek, we've seen more that? of no. Earth in the Picard series than we have in anything else. Yeah, I thought so. Because we've seen yeah, think... we've seen Paris and uh, Boston. Yeah, I was going to say we saw Boston briefly, and I think we see London in um, was it Into Darkness? Oh, that's true. Into Darkness has London. Oh, uh, yeah. They go to the Daystrom Institute, which is in Japan. Yeah, but you Okinawa. don't really see Japan. I thought that was you cool. Just see the Institute. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, and uh, Kirk's from, uh, what, Nebraska or something? Uh, Isn't he from Kansas? No, he's from Iowa. He only was Iowa. Yes. Iowa. That's it. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, While well, in San Francisco, Picard goes to talk to some Starfleet people. He gets a visitor's badge, and he's like not happy that the person doesn't recognize him. And then he's like, hey, I'm going to join Starfleet again. I'll take a demotion. That's fine. And he gets told no via a surprise F-bomb. I was not expecting it, at least. I was like, this is like a show that's on TV normally, right? And it's like, no, this is streaming. We can say fuck now. <gasps> Tyler! <laughs> My ears. <laughs> I, I think our general rule, Troy, is that if the show says it, we can say it. I guess that's fair. But my ears are bleeding. I just want you to know. Yeah, I, I felt like the music and everything like really built up that F-bomb. <laughs> so it was like kind of weird. <laughs> I, I didn't, like, with, with the whole Picard not getting recognizing, I, I, I don't think he was angry. I think he was more like, disappointed and surprised but uh speaking of the f-bomb and trek i remember when discovery i think tilly said it and like everyone made a big deal about it online like yeah okay about it i was i was like really (laughs) hers was great though because they were doing tyler so there's this episode where they're doing some cool science stuff and 
Cadet Tilly. She's a cadet. She's standing there next to the engineer, the chief engineer on the ship, who's like her boss. And he's explained the cool science stuff. And she went, this is so fucking cool. And then she's like, oh, my gosh, sorry. And then the engineer looked at her, who's the, the super pale guy from Rent. And he looked at her and he went, no, cadet. It is so fucking cool. And that's the part that made that <laughs> awesome for me. That's funny. Yeah, so I guess if you, you guys have watched Discovery, so you weren't caught off guard by it, but I was just like, oh, this is CBS. This isn't like HBO, Netflix, you know, Hulu. Like, they, they ha- I don't think they've cussed otherwise in the show. I don't really care, but I just wasn't expecting it. Listen, Tyler, this isn't your daddy's Star Trek. It's your daddy's Star Trek because <laughs> your daddy probably watched Next Gen and it, this is your da- this is your daddy's Star Trek. Yeah, I know. That, that's the reason I've never seen Star Trek is because my daddy did not watch Star Trek. He doesn't well, like things that aren't real. That's why I also didn't get exposed to Star Wars very young because he we, didn't watch it unless it's real. Yeah. But weirdly, they my, both of my parents love Lord of the Rings. <laughs> okay. Do they know that hobbits I, aren't real? I don't know. <laughs> no one tell them <laughs> so okay let's let's move See, on with the summary uh so my, Picard, my parents were the oh yeah opposite. you're still in the summary like, oh my god sorry we're still, yeah, yeah. we haven't got through the summary no, derailing we keep i got like three sentences left oh it, it, it's it's because me and troy are both here at the same time i'm this also being attacked by my cats all the time i'm trying to be good i'm really trying you know the scene in uh, Jurassic World where uh, Chris Pratt's like holding back the raptors? You know, he's like yeah. got his hands up. That's what I'm doing <laughs> with my cats right now, but they're rubbing on my hands. I'm just trying to protect the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine what it would feel like to have a velociraptor rub his face against your hand? That would feel so unpleasant. Uh, I don't yeah, know. Seriously. Well, we still don't know if they have feathers exactly yeah. oh right yeah if they're feathery ones it might It'd be, be like a chicken okay rubbing against your hand uh so yeah back to picard <laughs> uh picard visits someone who hates him to get a pilot and ship they greet him with a gun but he's got some wine so it's okay and then we um find out that starfleet is behind the rajata and killed dodge uh, Nark is also in on it and he's sleeping with Dr. Asher to find out where the synthetics are coming from. But does she know where Ooh. they're coming from? Who knows? And is also is like, wh- what are they up to? Are they doing good things, bad things? Yeah. So that's Can it. I just, okay, I have to jump in and correct so many things from the end of <laughs> what you just said. And uh-huh. then we can bounce back because, okay. So first of all, it's the tall Shiar. Uh, nope, I, I'm and calling then, the Rajata. And then the Zatvash is the new one that we learned about in this episode. The Tal Shiar is the thing we've known about for a long time. It's Romulan yeah. secret police, super, secret super spies. And the two Rom- Romulans who are living with Picard seem to be Tal Shiar. Correct. They were Tal Shiar agents in a previous life. I was life. wondering about that. And then okay. the, the Zatvash is a new thing. Now, as you said, Starfleet is behind. No, wrong. Absolutely wrong. What's happening <laughs> is Commodore O, the, the the woman who appeared to be Vulcan. I, I think she was I Vulcan. I think she only appears she to be Vulcan. She had that symbol on her desk? He, he, apparently, I don't know. I heard something about that. But okay, how can I you tell the difference Romulan between... Agent. Okay, how can you tell the difference between Romulans and Vulcans? Oh, that's a topic. Romulans are evil. Vulcans are just hoity-toity jerks. In- incorrect. Uh, Vulcans use logic 
Whereas Romulans still are um, attached to their emotions and that they tend to be more emotional. So if a uh, Romulan is acting all stoic, you really can't tell them apart. <laughs> but if, if they're being emotional, then it's not, most likely not a Vulcan because it's weird for a Vulcan to show emotion. But physically, uh, they, they look the same? They do have shared ancestry like millions okay. of years ago. So that's right. why they look similar. Uh, also, their ear folds are a little bit different yeah the the makeup has evolved but generally romulans romulans are the bad guys so usually the romulans look kind of evil whereas vulcans basically just have bad haircuts and pointy ears <laughs> um but the woman that she's talking to the other starfleet person who's apparently the brother of the romulan on the board cube i'm i'm like certain that she's a romulan because her brother is romulan and her brother says something about like the disguise you're wearing with those round ears, you look so ridiculous or something like that. So I'm pretty sure that what's happening is not that Starfleet is behind whatever that guy's doing. I think it's that there are Romulan agents that have infiltrated Starfleet in disguise. Yeah, I think that's... Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty the, sure that's what that, that, That's, that's what... Uh, <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> that, that's my understanding of what's going on as well. Yeah, I was trying to kind of follow that. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, f- I feel like I feel like a lot of fans are actually still in the dark on this. So it's not it's not just you, Tyler. Uh, there's just a lot that hasn't been revealed yet. Yeah. Well, you got to remember that this is part two of they've said that basically the first three episodes are like a movie to introduce the show. And so we're just in the middle of the movie, basically. So it makes a lot of sense that a lot of this would be like unresolved at this point. Yeah, that makes sense. It definitely felt like an act two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope Starfleet's not behind that. Guys, I don't want Starfleet to be, like, actually evil. Like, if they're evil through neglect, like the Admiral who was, like, who who, who dropped the surprise F-bomb, she's evil through neglect. And, and, like, I can handle that being what Starfleet's about. But if Starfleet, like, ah, uh, here's the theory I keep hearing is that Starfleet engineered the attack on Mars because they wanted an excuse to not go help the Romulans. And if that's the case, I'm going to be real upset yeah. because that's, I, I don't well, I don't want that in my Starfleet. So Mars was an inside job? It can't be an inside job. I don't want yeah, it to be. Yeah, there's no way. I mean... That would make me really uh, sad. Section 31? I don't know. Um, oh, so let's not get into Section 31 just yet. Yeah, what is Section 31? <laughs> section 31 <laughs> is this thing that was revealed way at the end of Deep Space Nine, but it's turned out that it's existed like since the inception of the Federation. Um, and basically, it's the the... It's a section of Starfleet that breaks all the rules for the safety of everyone else, but they don't report to anybody because what they do is, like, they they do evil things for the greater good. And so they're, like, super secret. They're the part of Starfleet that wears black leather all the time. (laughs) It's the Tal Shiar of the Federation. True. Can we jump way back to Mars? Because I have two things of interest to talk about on Mars. Yeah. Number one is Hell what Becky yeah. reminded us of Sorry. in chat here. We have a silent guest host. My wife is listening, but just typing things. She's not actually talking. Uh, but she pointed out the, the 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 main synthetic we see on on Mars. Did you guys catch that his name was F8? So yeah. his name is Fate. Yeah. It'd be way cooler Fate. if his name was SK8 yeah. and he was Skate. But... <laughs> <laughs> that, that was gonna be his name but then he would be having to kickflip every time he came into a room and that's really hard to do on a hoverboard because they yeah. don't have wheels in starfleet so uh they had to change it to fate do you think there's another um, one that's l8 and he's just late to everything and it's like part of his design 
<laughs> oh man, that'd be really funny. But he's not late by a lot. It's just like thirty seconds. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with more, but they're all dumb. Bait. Like there's bait and there's bait. Mate and... <laughs> there's a lot you can do with that. It turns out eight's Kate. a good good number yeah. for that. Kate is played by Janeway. Um, Can I point out that it was it was uh, during first contact day? I thought that was kind of a clever touch. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So did you did it, have any of you seen the short treks episode? Yes. No. Uh, I'm taking that. No. Okay. So Eric's yes. seen it. So no. I, I'm going to kind of spoil this for you, MC and Tyler. <laughs> but there's a short treks episode that is about two uh, girls in school on first contact day who are like both in kind of a crap mood because their parents are working on Mars. And so the parents can't come home for first contact day. And so they're kind of both a little grumpy and like they start pranking each other. And at first it's kind of like lighthearted things, but then one gets in trouble because of a prank the other one did. So then she trips her and then they start, they get into like a brutal fist fight in a hallway and then they're about to like get detention or something. And then as the, the Vulcan principal, of the school's coming up to give them detention, Mars gets attacked. And so like, the short treks actually showed this attack from the perspective of a civilian population. And it was kind of heartbreaking. It, it was very, very um, was September 11th vibes. And it was, yeah. uh, it was, it's a really cool episode. It's only oh, like eight minutes damn. long, but it's like intense. And it's like, you're seeing like that devastation through the perspective of these two kids whose parents are both there. And it's, it's real intense. I did not expect them to then show us in the actual show kind of the insider version of that attack of how um, it started but i yeah. thought it was it was interesting it made me sad to see people being mean to the robots though yeah so do you think the synthetics were hacked like by the romulans well, or it's some... kind of implied when um because in the scene right before f8 uh fate starts like hacking into the computer and setting everything off there's like this little spark that runs around his eye yeah. Little sparks that run over your body are bad news in Star Trek. You yeah, stay away exactly. from sparks that run over your body. That absolutely means you're being taken over by some sort <laughs> of outside influence. Exactly. And that happens confirm. in that scene. Like, his eyes sparkle a bit, and then he starts mm. destroying everything. So, if you think about it, like, that, that, like, that happened to all these synthetics, mm-hmm. which leads to this attack which leads to synthetics being outlawed which is why um uh dodge uh-huh. it, it, her discovery and what's going on there is so important because essentially she's an illegal being at this point yeah. and so's her sister who is uh who Picard is looking for now that he knows that they're twins, essentially. So one thing that confused me about uh, the Mars thing is uh, the timeline. It says 14 years ago, but I thought Picard said he's been retired for like 20 years or something like that. And I assume he um, retired after the Mars attack. He did retire after the Mars attack. I I, I, it, I don't remember the other line, but that's... Um, that you actually see in the uh uh the short treks episode there's a newscast with admiral picard like responding like making an announcement about mars being attacked so he was still an admiral yeah. at the time of that attack and resigned well, shortly afterwards 
in the last episode they actually say it's been 10 years oh, since he died. Yeah. So he stuck around for four years after that. Because basically what it was, is my understanding, is he was like, listen, Mars got attacked, but we still have to help the Romulans because we said we would and we're Starfleet and we don't yeah. lie. And so then he tried for a couple of years to get him to help and then eventually quit in protest. Yeah, because Starfleet wasn't Starfleet anymore, which <laughs> yeah. uh, is probably a harsh criticism of the current Starfleet as well. Yeah, because, I mean, clearly they have not changed their policies since then. No. Hey, uh, one quick non-podcast thing that I have to edit out. Does someone have a TV on in the background? No, uh, MC, mute your line real quick. Yep, it's okay. MC. Okay, MC, unmute your line. Uh, sorry, it, it is the MC, middle of the day. MC has a weird ghost that lives in his house. I hear it all the time. Every time we record together, <laughs> I hear it here, but it's not on his local recording. I don't know what the hell it is. That's weird. That's interesting. I, I, I feel like you're like picking up uh, like some kind of message. Yeah. Uh, no, it's probably um something to do with my computer. Interstellar um, transmission. Because um, how I record is I have discord up uh on one computer and then on the other computer that my really good mics attached to i'm recording over on audacity so it's something about the crummy mic is picking up noise that the yeah. good mic doesn't but okay. yeah it's it's MC. Right, cool i just <laughs> wanted to check all right you get used to it now that sound is like a warm blanket for me because when i hear that i know mc is on the other end of the line i'm like tr i'm hearing it and i'm trying to understand what it's saying because i feel like there's words oh there's there. voices there's definitely <laughs> there's voices definitely. <laughs> we should play it backwards. ghost in the machine to quote the show yep oh, i hated that line um yeah it okay. seems so Wait, out of place i was gonna jump to that scene but i have one more thing about mars why did fate shoot himself in the head to destroy the evidence why did he make it a murder suicide why not just make it a murder well, because if he's a computer and he was hacked, there's probably evidence of the hack. So I imagine if he blows out his, you know, chips, you know, that would oh. eliminate the evidence. Oh, yeah. That's like, what I gathered from it. If, like, he, he doesn't want um, anything of his head surviving. Yeah, like... It, okay. Well, because even if, like, the attack went through and he was blown up, there's a possibility that they could find the head intact and trace the hack back. Yeah, but okay, if he yeah, I like that. his own head off. So it, so we're saying that the suicide is something that lends credibility to the thought that this was uh, an outside influence and not the synthetics choosing themselves to do this. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I like that take on it. But they made it, they probably made it look like it was an uprising and that's why there's all the you know, the sentiment, you know, behind it, you know, the the anti-synthetic movement or whatever. Anti-synthetic, so, ant anti not anti-semitism. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> so similar sounding. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> it, the, like the next sort of scene, um, which is a combination of two different scenes. Uh, it's after the opening credits. We see Picard with his two Romulan friends, and they're talking about the attack and who it might be, and that's where we discover this new Romulan threat. The so, uh, how do you say it? Uh, Zatvash. Zatvash. 
So, and um, it's not just that, but we also get the scene um, at the same time of just Picard and the Lady Romulan in the apartment of Daj looking for evidence of what happened. And that's when they discovered the place has been wiped for this uh, temporal, I guess, recording. Uh, I didn't really yeah, understand I, what this I was a little confused by that was. whole scene. I feel like I need to rewatch it. She's got the, some Romulan thing that lets them see how molecules have been replaced or displaced previously in time. And it's some wishy-washy thing we've never heard of before because Starfleet's always been like, oh, that technology doesn't even work, is what Picard tells us. And she's like, yeah, that's what we want you to think. And so I guess that's why we've never heard of it before because it's something that Starfleet's never considered credible. But it turns out it is. And they get a they get to watch her boyfriend get deaded. I mean, it was a cool concept. I just, I feel like maybe they should have explained it a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe I'm just slow. <laughs> I... I didn't really like this scene. Uh, I, I'll jump on the maybe I'm just slow bandwagon because my wife and I were both like, wait, what's happening right now? Because the way that it like was cutting between yeah. the two conversations was weird. I feel like what happened is they filmed one scene of Picard and the Romulans talking and then they filmed another scene to go right after it. That was Picard and the Romulans talking and they were like, neither of these scenes are very exciting on their own and we've got two of them back to back. What if we just like mix them up? What if we just hit shuffle on Yeah. Them? So yeah. I totally it, oh. get that. And I think that's, I think you're right. I think that's what they were going for. Uh, but because it's such a techno babble heavy scene, they probably should have let it sit with the audience for a little bit just so we could absorb it right. and be like, oh, okay. Well, cause the one, because the one is really techno babble heavy. And then the other one's super lore heavy. We're like, yeah, yeah somebody like Tyler coming in, he doesn't know who the Tal Shiar is to begin with. But even if you know who the Tal Shiar is for her to be like, oh, you know, our secret police. Well, there's also this other secret secret police. You're like, Wait, what? Wait, what? And, and, and they've got a secret a so secret that it'll drive you mad if you find out what it is. And no. then she's like, they hate robots. And I'm like, wait, is that the secret that'll drive you mad? Or is there another no, secret? It, so here's the thing, Troy. You, you, you're you conflating something again. It, it, it It's not that it will turn you mad. It's it, they have a secret, a deep loathing of something. It, no, no, no. The, that's a separate line she says that they are guarding a secret that will uh, i will find it i'm gonna go find it right now uh, y'all keep talking find about that secret. okay so yeah uh so that scene was extra <laughs> confusing to me because i didn't even understand that they those two people were romulan at first because yeah oh, like, okay. i don't know that, what a romulan looks like but uh yeah we, we get like all that lord dump like about this new group <laughs> almost immediately in this first episode like we're not even 10 minutes in and we know like that that they're even more secret than the tal shiar that that they don't like robots uh yeah they, they don't do operate like within a little bit yeah it, it and they don't operate within uh romulan space like on romulan worlds they they go everywhere that they don't abide by anyone's laws like this is just a new group that we've been introduced to and we already know like a whole bunch about them and they're supposed to be a secret organization well you know a whole bunch about them i don't (laughs) (laughs) can i tell you about the zavash 
Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so, let's hear it, man. They say that the Zatvash is a word used to describe the dead sometimes because the dead are the only ones who can truly keep a secret. And Picard's like, mm, ominous. And then Lars goes, no, fitting. Because that's the sole purpose of the Zatvash. To keep a secret so profound and terrible, just learning it can break a person's mind. And if that secret is Romulans don't like robots, then Romulans have very, very, very fragile minds. If they think that that's a secret <laughs> that would break people's minds. Mm. So I feel like there must be, they, I so, think, okay, can I, can I tell you guys my theory real quick? Yeah, uh, sure. Now I have to add in the theory sound effect. The conspiracy sound effect, yeah, you mean? Yeah, that one. Uh-huh. God, I love the conspiracy music. Here's my theory <laughs> on what's going on. I think the Romulans made the Borg. No, almost, no, no, because yeah, they come from a different so. sector uh, of space. They, they, I almost not from... tripped over a laundry basket when I dropped the mic there just then, <laughs> so I almost fell for the second episode in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's got to be something like that. Like, I think that they hate cybernetic and artificial intelligent beings because of whatever the deep, dark secret is. And that's the only thing that I can think of that would be like a deep, dark yeah. secret that would resonate with Star Trek fandom. See, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Discovery Season 2 was kind of hinting that whatever that thing was, control or whatever, might have been like a uh, predecessor to what eventually became the Borg. And they did send that thing back in time, right? Or something something timey-wimey weirdness happened with that. But, you know. Anyway, I just think the Zavash are a little weird. It's a little weird to me that you would at this point be like, hey, you know, this society that we've known for a long time and that we know is super evil and secretive. Well, what if they were even more evil and secretive than you ever knew before? So I don't know. Well, so the Romulans always struck me as um, very paranoid. So it Mm kind of makes sense that they would be like really protective over the fact that, you know, they don't use computers i don't know it, it does yeah. sound weird when i say it out loud i guess no i can kind of see it like i i you, i would almost expect like them to be like uh uh like battlestar galactica level of distrusting computers where yeah, they're like let's okay. do handwritten notes sense. so we can be sure nobody <laughs> can ever intercept this message yeah totally totally huh. so they had like a skynet like event in their past that they're sort of traumatized by I think it's kind of interesting, though. So they they have computers, but they're basically just really advanced calculators. Yeah. No artificial intelligence whatsoever. No Siri. Huh. No, no Alexa. No Siri. Can you imagine traveling through space faster than light and doing all that by hand, though? There are like, so many children named Alexa on Romulus because you don't have to worry about accidentally setting off people's robots <laughs> by saying Alexa. Or by saying, like, hey, Siri, or okay, Google, or hey... Um, bixby or uh yeah eric brought up a really good point though like how they're traveling in space and they have to do like the calculations manually (laughs) (laughs) that would be very difficult yeah (laughs) listen yeah they've got spreadsheets like they can put in basic if then functions i mean yeah guess (laughs) or can't they maybe if then functions are outlawed If then execution for crimes I mean, against the state. Binary thought is uh, outlawed. I would think they would outlaw like all loops, 
Yeah. Because that's sort of artificial intelligence. It's learning mm-hmm. something from the loop it just did. Yeah. I mean, that's the most basic, I guess. But... <laughs> but yeah, even just getting into orbit is super complicated. You know, <laughs> like, sorry, just thinking about possibly, I don't know. It just, it, it's mind boggling to, yeah, to think about. It, I mean, it, I know it, Romulans are smart, but, but Jesus, guys. Yeah, no, well, you but also got to think, like, <laughs> like, if they're doing all these calculations on these, com- uh, uh, like, basic computers, essentially, like, like, we've done stuff like that, but they're doing it at such an advanced level that they can do warp, like, imagine how much actual input they have to do to get all their space travel and combat because they yeah. don't they they wouldn't have targeting systems either <laughs> that's such a good point uh yeah so physics in space is super complicated um yeah i don't i don't even know where to begin with that like they're really smart that's <laughs> all i'm getting from this yeah, yeah so i mean like sure basic stuff like when we went to space not me personally but us (laughs) as a human race when we actually went to space i mean the computers they used weren't even as powerful as cell phones today so i think as far as getting into orbit they could do that but jumping around light speed travel um all that stuff like they probably can't um teleport or whatever uh, what not warp whatever is the correct Tra- use transporters phrase. transporters, transporters yeah. don't use any kind of artificial intelligence you just have three dials that you go and then a transport <laughs> <laughs> it's space magic yeah so there's that scene on the reclamation center or the you know the defunct board cube yeah um, and the romulans so okay so why are the Romulans messing with Borg tech to begin with? <laughs> what are they thinking? Oh, this is not going to end well. Send that to me, Troy. That's the thumbnail. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you, Eric, but I, I drew butt Jesus. <laughs> That's amazing. That's fantastic. Um, what were um, you saying, Eric? You were making a really interesting point about the Borg cube, and I totally dropped it with butt Jesus. Well, no, just just the fact that Romulans are poking around in this Borg cube, and it's just like, what are you doing, guys? Come on. You know, I, I don't know. It was really creepy. That scene where they're I mean, dissecting that Borg, and it's... Yeah. 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 That was, that was disturbing. I liked it, though. I mean, it was good. It's probably the creepiest the Borg have been since their first appearance. This, um... Uh, a scene when you first get onto the Borg cube where there's people repairing the cube. Yeah. And there's one why? guy. Yeah. Has like. That's a bad um, he's got implant scars. Yeah, he's got implant scars. So some of them must be former Borg as well. Hmm. I, I think I that's, the, that's the reclamation that's happening, right? Is there. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, not not Dodge. I can't think of her name. So her name's now not Dodge. Uh, uh, Asher, she says that Dr. We're, Asher. We're, we're, we're freeing them. We're saving them. Uh, yeah. So speaking of that, and that scene when they remove that guy's like eye thing, mm-hmm. uh, that was a large portion of his face. So what's the yeah. next step? Do they like grow some flesh back or he just has a hole in his head? Uh, Tyler, died. so in the 24th century they have these things called dermal regenerators mm-hmm. um and they have that sounds like skin regrowth called, called uh uh cortical i forgot what they're called again dang it anyway cortical they, implants they have, for, for no space technology, uh, man. 
yeah, it's future technology. They, they, they fix it. stuff all the time. Don't yeah. even worry about that. You, you know how boring it would be if they did, like, house in space? Because he'd be like, I don't care what it is. Here, take this shot. And then he'd be fine. <laughs> like, is it is it lupus? Who knows? Take this shot. You're fine again. Peace out. They got space magic medicine. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the everything on the Borg ship is really cool in this episode. The, mm-hmm. Everything, like... There's a few other scenes that are really good, like the scene with the Admiral where he's trying to... Jesus God! <laughs> 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 Should have uh, in uh, again. Yeah. yeah. I, I text Becky and I was like, you should go scare Troy again. And she's like, I don't think it'll work. <laughs> that was gold. But, um... <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, hey, uh, so the best part is uh, Zoom saves the recording, like the video recording. So yeah. I got that. Nice. Make a gif uh, out of it. Yeah, uh, definitely check us out on Twitter at Too Young for This Hit, and I, I will post that there. <laughs> but yeah, as I was saying, like one of the uh, other scenes that's really good is the scene with the Admiral, and uh, he's trying to get back into Starfleet. Was she a um, Commodore, or was she an Admiral? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I'm not sure, but... Um, the, the first one girl the... was an Admiral, and then the, the second girl that she reported to was the Commodore. Yeah. Yeah. Were those pre-existing characters, or were they new? No, no they're, they're new. I think they're new, yeah. Uh, the the same with the Doctor from the Stargazer, it, where he's trying to get his, um, like, him to tick off to so he can go back out into space. Mm-hmm. I found that scene kind of boring, and oh, it man, joins... Really? Yeah, because so I I loved there there was a line there where Maurice said you really want to go back out into the cold. I, I, yeah, I like that that uh I don't know just the way he said that I thought was it, cool. It was a good line delivery. That that line and you finding out about um Picard's brain thing, all that's yeah. fine. But it's like a eight minute scene there where they're yeah, just so. a couple of old dudes sitting down in chairs talking. <laughs> About yeah. nothing. Yeah. They're not talking about nothing. They're talking about his like impending death. Oh, this yeah. whole episode was kind of boring yeah. to me. There was so much exposition, and like the first episode did. I, I mean, I guess they're both setups for what's going to happen. Yeah, but there were actual interesting things happening in the first episode, so you didn't feel it as much. There was all the lasers, and this episode yeah. had zero lasers. This was all feelings. Yeah. I mean, yeah. lasers next episode. It was exposition. Um, can I can I uh jump us forward to uh the person that Picard called to try and get a spaceship? Uh-huh. Uh yeah. Of course. I heard who this person is. This is something that's it's kind of a spoiler, but it's in the prequel comics that they released for this. Do you guys want to know who that person is that he went to? The person who who hates him and has nothing to lose, according to uh Picard's Romulan friend? Yeah, that'd yeah, be sure. great. Sure, sure. Yeah, It was his first officer yet. during the Martian attack. So this was oh. the last first officer that Picard had when he was still in Starfleet. And now, for some reason, she hates him and also has nothing to lose. I wonder if he called her number one. 
<laughs> I wonder if he somehow got her like dishonorably discharged from Starfleet or I don't oh. I, I'm I'm really intrigued by why why his former first officer would hate him. That's a There's very definitely some beef there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. also her entrance is great where she walks. She's like swaggers out of her like weird RV with a gun and is like, get the hell away. There's nothing you can say that'll make me interesting. Picard's like, there's secret Romulan assassins on Earth killing people. And she's like, OK, that that actually has me interested. And no, she's I, like, I, you, I, you, you got the 86. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, I brought the good wine and some interesting <laughs> stories. And she's like, all right, fine. Aren't you should He should have brought his dog. Check it out! I bought number yeah. one. Everyone number likes one. Dogs. Oh, is it named after me? So, no, it's named after Riker. <laughs> I always thought of you as my number two, number one. <laughs> Did you guys notice the place where her house was? Yes. Uh, yes. Nope. So, what is that? The Mojave Desert? I want to say uh, it's it's called Vasquez Rocks. That's it, Vasquez rock. Rocks. Mm-hmm. So there have been a lot of um, old school episodes filmed there. Um, uh, not only TOS, but I think a lot of other like cheesy sci-fi movies have used it because yeah. it kind of looks like an alien planet. And so I thought it was kind of cool that they kind of worked it into this episode, like the actual location. Um, but I think that's like where Kirk fights the Gorn and stuff. <laughs> yeah, huh. it is exactly where Kirk fi- fights the Gorn. That's it's cool. where Kirk fights the Gorn. It's where um, it's it's the backdrop of Vulcan in the new movies. They like make Vasquez rock That's really right. big, like their mountains yeah. in the background. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, have you seen the second Bill and Ted yet? No, I haven't. Oh yeah. Okay. We're watching Vasquez rocks around Bill and Ted. Uh, we will <laughs> we will we will revisit the Vasquez rocks when we get to Bill and Ted uh, Bogus Journey because they're in that one too. It was nice to see them again. I like yeah, the no Vasquez exciting rocks. stuff. I think that's the thing I geeked out about the most in this. <laughs> I was like, oh, I recognize that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it might have been for me too, actually, because like all the Tal Shiar and, and Zat Vash Nash Darash. That stuff just confused stuff. me. <laughs> right, exactly. I was like, oh, they're mentioning the Tal Shiar, which is cool, but like, they're are they undermining the Tal Shiar by being like, there's an even more secretive Tal Shiar that's not the Tal Shiar? So that's <laughs> yeah. weird. But the Vasquez Rocks was just like pure, unadulterated happy of like, oh, look, it's those rocks. Someday I should go there. Never have, but I should exactly um so back on the board cube if you guys don't mind um <laughs> they mentioned something called the gray zone what is yeah. that? do you guys know what that is i didn't even hear them mention that- it uh, <laughs> my impression is it's just the area where there's still board drones i think we, we yeah. talked last episode about like the idea that they just brought in a broom and swept all the boards out into space <laughs> to make a habitable living space it turns yeah. out they didn't they just swept them under a rug and then called that the gray zone so i think I, that's I, just I, still like a I zombie know what infested the... part of the ship but they're 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 like stasis zombies because as the guy explained using right. very convenient hand motions when the board cube goes online offline then the collective just ignores it and his hand motions <clears throat> yeah. didn't make sense is my point um <laughs> but yeah so they're like they're still they're still drones, but they're not drones connected to uh, a hive mind. And since we've never seen drones act independently without being connected to a hive mind, except for the episode Hugh, uh, where Tyler, there was this Borg drone right. and his name. Well, he was just a Borg drone. And they were like, what if we turned him on again? And then they turn him on and he's like, I don't want to be a drone anymore. I want to be a person. My name's Hugh. And they're like, oh, you're super cool. Hugh, we really like you. But and Picard was like, kill it. You. Kill it now. At first, he was like, kill it. And then Starfleet was like, hey, we want to use him to murder, like, all of the Borg. And they were like, but then yeah, our like, friend would die. And him, send him back. Yeah. And then and then they did that. And their friend died, presumably. 
And yeah. so also a bunch of Voyager episodes. So actually we've seen Borgs operate without the collective a lot, but this show's yeah. acting like that doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, uh, I want to know about the indicators because they really don't say much except uh, when it turns green, run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, it, maybe. It, I think that's like, going to so pay the, off later. Well, yeah. Chekhov's green indicator for sure. That's going to pay off. <laughs> um, yeah. Tyler, in Starfleet, there was this guy named Chekhov in the original series. Yeah, yeah. I, I, boy, I vaguely if, get the reference. If he said something was going to happen, then you just knew it was going to happen later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why they call it Chekhov's gun. Um, <laughs> I, okay. I don't know what I was saying. I actually had a point. Uh, who knows what it was? Uh, so did anyone else notice uh, the sign that said 5,000 days without an assimilation? No. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> I thought that was amazing. There's like a little background detail in the reclamation site. I was just like, oh, that's that's kind of funny. It is. I I thought it was funny. And then another show I listened to, uh, I think it's called The Lookout, I think is what one was. like. Jean-Luc how how many Lookout. podcasts have you listened to since the episode came out? I, I listen to a uh, lot of podcasts. Troy I have listens a baby. to podcasts at 2.5 speed. Also that. That helps. Oh. It sounds a lot like noise. <laughs> uh, it sounds I, like I the did. ghost in, my, in MC's background. I just called you uh-huh. Michael because I looked at your little name tag on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> um, they pointed out that, like, who's keeping that sign updated? Like, it's been 5,000 days. Like, why Why is that sign exist? Who's every day going like, oh, there's another one. I better put it up on the board. Like, Well, I mean, it's been 5,000 days exactly. So someone probably stopped Mm-mm. counting at 5,000 days. <laughs> it's right? not. It's like 5,427. Like oh, yeah, okay. Exactly. But like, and it's not a digital sign. If it was a digital sign. That would make a lot sure, more sense. Yeah. A computer's doing it. You had, you, you gave. But they don't use computers because oh, they're don't Romulans. Use they're paranoid yeah. about. <laughs> Does it count if it's just equals today in Excel? Just yeah, equals today uh, minus the date that there was the last in assimilation. That's artificial intelligence. Is that artificial intelligence? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Man, it's artificial and one. it knows what day it is. Romulans would hate me. <laughs> according to romulans i'm like dr sung over here because i can make an, a simple like some formula in excel they're like get out he's a demon he's a witch right <laughs> equals sub a1 plus B- a2 what no sorry but yeah uh, a lot of this episode is just exposition and we find out exposition heavy yeah um like we discover a few things like the infiltration of Starfleet and like maybe the uh, relationship uh, between the Romulan guy and uh, the twin is happening because he thinks that's the best way to get the information that they want uh out of her but at the same time his sister wants to come and uh oversee his operation i guess uh, i wants to watch yeah. a weird thing about him though <laughs> he th- when when his sister shows up and is talking to him she says like have have you learned anything from her have you found out where the others are have you found out have found their nest i think is the ra- phrase she uses mm-hmm. yeah which hmm. the others implies that there's a whole lot more than the twins two yeah so i think there's two ways that this can go and i'm curious what you guys think it is either there's a whole lot of that actress playing (laughs) synthetic beings 
or there's a whole colony of like twin androids. I think the second one. Yeah. Yeah. The planet of because I, uh, I think maybe they're the first ones. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, the Doctor Maddox. Yeah. Yeah, Bruce Maddox. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, oh, he's, he's probably Australian. Create- did 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 we do did we do Measure of a Man last episode? I don't think we did. I mentioned it briefly. I want to say, but I don't think you did the summary of it. Okay, so there was this yeah. one time where Bruce Maddox showed up on Next Generation, and he was like, hey, look at Data. He's so cool. He's like a robot. I love robots. And Picard was like, me too, buddy. That's not my Picard voice. Me too, buddy. That was Kermit the Frog. Do Kermit the Frog. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> me too, buddy. Um, uh, so he's like, yeah, robots are cool, right? High five. And he's like, yeah, anyway, here's the requisition papers that allow me to take Commander Data back to my little lab back on Earth, and I'm just going to disassemble him just a little bit and kill him to death so that I can make new robots then we'll have a whole slave army of robots won't that be great and then he held his hand up to high five picard and picard was like no and then they had to have a trial about whether data was an individual and whether he deserved the right (laughs) to choose to live or whether he was property that belonged to starfleet in the end they decided that he was not property and he did have the right to choose to not be murderized and to create a slave labor (laughs) race of robots but then data remained friends of him because then there was this other episode where data was writing a letter about like hey bruce maddox i understand you're still studying cybernetics and you want to know what i do all day so i'm just going to write you a letter about what i did today and there's a wedding happening and I told the wife that she should cancel the wedding because the husband had cold feet. Because I'm a dumb robot that doesn't understand emotions. Uh, sincerely, yours, hugs and kisses, Data. So, Bruce Maddox is an existing character. I thought he was new. I yeah. got no nope, hint no. that Picard, Picard <laughs> knew who he was. Yeah, he is an existing uh, character. And he's that, not that he's Australian. Toe-to-toe with. And he's not Australian, no. Huh. <laughs> So um, Measure of Man's a really awesome episode, but when you really think about it, um, Data's already serving in Starfleet at this point. He's a Starfleet Mm -hmm. officer, and they're arguing whether or not he's sentient. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they should argue that before they gave him a commission, don't you? Yeah. (laughs) Like, they put him in charge of, like, a ship. So Well, but that's that's Maddox's whole point is that he's like, look how good... He's like, do you guys realize that you have, like, over a thousand people living on the Enterprise completely unnecessarily because one robot can run this whole ship like the whole ship and yeah this is a really advanced robot nobody knows how he's made let me just rip it apart a little bit and then i can make a whole bunch of these robots and we can have tons of them and like it's kind of a good idea but it is also a slave race do we not know where uh data came from like he just uh no we do we do but um that's a whole thing yeah, it was one of those things that was kind of slowly revealed throughout the series because I don't think the writers knew initially, mm-hmm. and they just kind of kept uh, retconning stuff like, and adding more to his backstory. But uh, Doctor, I think Nunes, the initial pitch you know, was there's a robot, and then somebody was like, "Where'd it come from?" And they were like, "Shoot, uh, shoot. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah." Go ahead, Eric. You were actually going to describe an episode, and no, yours will no, probably make sense. No, you're uh, good. Uh, when a, I was just going to say, a mommy say, robot uh, loves a daddy robot. <laughs> Um, you know, it's a little com- his backstory is a little convoluted, but basically Dr. Nuni and Soong uh created him, and then the lab that he was created in got destroyed by this crystal entity. Uh and then they found him, I guess, and yeah, the rest is history. 
Anunian Soon was definitely killed in that episode, except for the episode where he comes back later and it turns out that he didn't die and he made an emotion chip that either Data or his evil brother Lord can have that will give them emotions. And then that's the last time we heard of him, except for the time when his <laughs> wife showed up. And it turns out that she was a flesh and blood robot, the exact kind of robot that they're talking about in this. Already and then he was in a Star dream Trek. sequence too. Well, yeah, he's he's that's true. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there's already there's already a flesh and blood robot and it's Data's mom. And she didn't know she was a robot, just like Dodge. And then she learned that she was a robot through the course of the episode. Yeah. And then you said she's, she's Data's mom. Well, Data Data thinks of Noonien Soon as his dad because um, his dad is or Noonien Soon is played by Brent Spiner, which is the actor who plays Data. So he plays his own dad and also his brother. Nice. And then he played his mom in a wig, which is really weird. Now he didn't do that one. Um, <laughs> is that real? No. No. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> but, so yeah. So the prequel series. Uh, like, and you actually see um, his older dumber brother in this episode before yeah 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 before is another that's dissected if they're all made in pairs is there another dumb robot that's a theory i heard from another show it's not my theory i hope it's Uh, not another dumb robot um, because i don't like before very much no no um they're not all mate i think he started making them in pairs because that robot was a failure I I wonder if it's just the flesh sense. and blood ones that have yeah, to be pairs. Yeah, that's what I got. Yeah. It wasn't very clear yeah. when she said they there would be two of them. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, it, um, it, but essentially, um, I, I think it's something Bruce Maddox was doing that. It's a, I think it's the flesh pairs. and blood grown from yeah. Data. For some reason, that has to be pairs. Something about cells. I don't know. You can make some sci-fi techno mumbo jumbo to explain why it has to be pairs. Mm-hmm. Before we talked about Maddox, MC was doing a great job of wrapping up the episode. Oh, sorry, guys. Before we wrap up think. the ex- episode, I have a thing that I, I was, want to talk about. Well, I was trying mm-hmm. to wrap up to get to the Dunkirk thing. <laughs> oh, okay. I got something before that. So Okay. All right. So, first of all, uh, how did everybody feel about the episode? I'll go first. Okay. This is by far, without a doubt, my least favorite episode of Star Trek Picard so far. <laughs> but I still liked it quite a bit. Uh, I feel pretty much exactly the same. It uh, It's episode two, and um, I feel they might have been able to split up the action and the exposition between the two episodes a little bit better, because... Episode 1 seems to be way more action-heavy than Episode 2, and Episode 2 just has way too much exposition, and it seems yeah. to drag on a little bit. I also yeah. kind of wish they uh, kept Dodge around for a minute, so then you actually care that she died. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. I and, so I disagree with that. I cared that she died, but then they immediately were like, except there's two of them, and... The show seems to be like, yeah. oh, cool. There's another one. That's yeah. fine. Looks the same. Just as good. Yeah. Uh, so what do yeah. you think, Eric? Yay so, or nay? I, I thought it was kind of a middle of the road episode. I didn't hate it. Like everyone said, it was very exposition heavy. I almost expected that, though, because they're kind of building up a lot of stuff. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely not like put off by the episode. It does have one of my favorite lines ever, though, uh, when Picard said, I never really cared for science fiction. I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny. And it, 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 it makes sense with his character. You know, I thought that was great. Yeah. Well, so um, I, I, I thought it was really boring. 
<laughs> and I'm going to have to do a woke warning. I'm about to say something woke. Stay woke! So, <laughs> so um, I hope this changes over the course of the show, but I... Everything I've ever heard about Star Trek is like, it's so diverse and like that, you know, that's a big thing. Like lots of like first and diversity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. But so far in the series, every single person that's been any bit in, of an antagonist has been a woman. Uh, not true. There's, there's, there's a handsome Romulan on the board. Uh-huh. Here. He's but an antagonist. I, I have a feeling that he's going to end up turning good. Oh. He's totally going to turn good because he's exactly. terrible at being evil. He's like, oh, me, my sinister? No, never. Yeah. Of so you've got evil. his sister, antagonist. Yeah. And then, like, uh, you've got the reporter in the first episode. You've got, um, like, the Starfleet people standing up to him in this episode. We're all women. And then you have his Romulan friend who doesn't want him to, like, do anything, a woman. And then you've got the woman in the desert that hates him who was a woman oh, see, I, yeah i i guess i guess they those those last two do behave kind of antagonistically but i was going to bring those two up as examples of like but there are also women characters who are clearly on like the good guy's side yeah but, but all they, of the they guys are in the show of, kind of antagonistic towards him yeah hmm. all of the guys in the show you've got his romulan friend that's a guy he's just like yeah dude go to space that's cool you got the doctor he's like yeah heck yeah you're good to go to space you got brain damage but pff, who cares <laughs> So, yeah. Huh. That's 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 an interesting call. It. it could be one of those things where they corrected too far, right? Because like they're like, oh man, let's make sure. Like, why not have some female villains? And then maybe yeah. they just well, like accidentally made all of the villains female. Like, Oops, I, know, I, th- I was thinking like maybe it was not on purpose, and they're like, hey, let's just put some women in power. Like that'd yeah. be cool. And then they just all ended up opposing the main protagonist. So yeah, yeah that's interesting. It's a good point. Good thought. Uh, uh, woke warnings over. Um, <laughs> Whoa! If you were triggered. Alert. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think I think it's a problem if it continues to be that way. You know what I mean? Like, I guess we'll have to kind of kind of wait and see. You know. I do want to give them credit. Uh, kind of as a as a potential counterpoint. Back to the woke warning. Potential Sorry. counterpoint. Um, <laughs> I feel like. The women you mentioned just now, we've got the Admiral and the Commodore, the undercover Romulan, the Romulan he's friends with, and then the gal in the trailer park at the end. Mm-hmm. Other than the Romulan that he's friends with, maybe being like she she's does some housekeeping stuff for him, but it seems like the guy Romulan does that too. I don't yeah. feel like any of those characters are like exploitatively feminine at all if that mm-hmm. makes sense like they just seem like characters it's not like look she's a girl and she's bad like you haven't seen the intro of the board queen but the board queen's supposed to be like the big bad evil like she's the biggest baddest evil in the world and she gives data a blowjob by which i mean she <laughs> grafts skin onto the robot's arm and then she blows on it like this and then she goes was it good for you and they don't do any of that stuff in Picard. So at least they're not doing that. Yeah. 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 She, she blows on his skin and then asks if it was good for him. <laughs> That's, yeah. That does happen. Well, and um, it's worth pointing out that the other series, Discovery, is probably the most woke Star Trek so far. It's I think it's done an excellent job of um, mm. with uh, mm. 
you know, I can't think of diversity. The I apologize. A, a lot of diversity in the casting, both in terms yeah, of they've exactly. got a, a lot of like super capable female characters, a yeah. lot of people There's of a color, a lot of minorities, a lot of yeah. uh, differently abled people. They've got a lot of good stuff going there. So I, yeah, I, exactly. I hope that that's not something that's going to be a mark against this show in the long run. For yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah, I was ho- I was just thinking like because it's like the nostalgia show. I was hoping they're not trying <laughs> to like, you know, um, just bring in that type of people. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, that's a that's a good poll. That's a good point. So valid. <laughs> All right, I think we're done being woke. Stay woke. <laughs> MC, you had some things to say. Um, I just wanted to ask everyone. Uh. Troy, Eric, uh, because Tyler, uh, you you wouldn't have any clue about this. What do you reckon is the best way to watch Star Trek series? Do you reckon Starting with Picard? No, no, because you can go chronologically, yeah. which isn't how they were released. Because there's Enterprise, which is before everything, but it was early two thousands, and mm-hmm. then it would be um, the original series. Yeah. You know, well, it's interesting that you're asking that today because Becky and I actually started Enterprise today. We're about two thirds of the way through the 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 pilot episode of Enterprise, and she was like, "Wait, why are we watching this now if it takes place before everything else?" And I'm like, "Well, because it came out now." And she's like, "You don't watch Star Wars that way." And I was like, "Ah, oh, shit, you're right." Like when I watched Star Wars, I started episode one, but with Star Trek, I don't know. It for me, the way to watch Star Trek is how they were released. I'm going to just cop out here and say the best way to watch Star Trek is whichever way gets you to watch Star Trek. Because you should watch Star Trek. Because it's good. That reminds me, I meant to ask on the last episode, what was everyone's first episode? What was your first exposure to Trek? I I can't answer what you guys think about it. Yeah, what's yours? So so mine, I I should have mentioned this in the last one because you brought up uh, the best of both worlds. Uh, Mm -hmm. which was the episode where Picard becomes Locutus. He becomes part of the Borg. That was actually my first exposure to Star Trek as a kid. And it it was, it was a huge impact because I don't know if you remember that episode ends on a cliffhanger and it's the end of a season. And yeah, it was a little bit shocking. (laughs) Um, I thought that was kind of huge at the time. Now seasons always end on cliffhangers, but that was like, Mm -hmm. I want to say one of the first times they did that. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was a good episode. <laughs> I, um, I can't remember mine. Yeah, I grew up with Star Trek. My parents watched it when I was a kid, and then so I like I was always like vaguely aware of Star Trek, and then when I was like eighteen or nineteen, I dove back in and started watching. Um, I think I watched all the original series first, and then I, I think I went in chronological order. But what's the the weird answer I have to that is. I remember Quark's bar from when I was a kid and specifically the dartboard. <laughs> so like when I got to DS9, I was like, oh yeah, this is it. Like this has been good so far, but here it is. Here's Star Trek. I remember from being a kid and, th- but there's something missing. And then when they put the dartboard up in Quark's bar, I was like, this is it. Now, now it is Star Trek. Now I'm back <laughs> where I remember being. So I, I used to, I watched a lot of uh, TNG in the original series on reruns and stuff. Um, and when so i really confused my parents because i used to be like i want to watch um the new star trek and they're like oh you mean next generation i was like no the new one not the old one and i guess what i meant was that because picard was older than kirk 
I was referring to the next generation as the old one. Oh, so you're like the one with the old guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I've actually seen maybe the first five or six episodes of the original series. Oh, wow. And that's the only Star Trek I saw. I saw it about 10 years ago. It was on Netflix at the time. Well, that's probably and why you never went back to it. <laughs> no, I liked yeah. it. And yeah. then the thing is, um, how they had it in Netflix, the pilot was the first episode. Oh, the one with Pike. And then they like re-released that episode like midway through like the se- like the series. It was like it came out again, but like slightly different. Um in like the seventh episode or so and that i hated that and then i just never went back i was like i already saw this and then now i don't know which one's real <laughs> yeah so the menagerie uh was yes. a two-parter and it kind of reused footage from the pilot mm-hmm. which was never actually released that's uh, there's a whole story behind it um apparently the producers thought the original pilot was too cerebral um and it was the lady what's her name the woman from i love lucy um was like okay let's give this a chance we'll recast it and um put a little bit more action into it but apparently um lucille ball that's her name right uh she's the one that actually got gave star trek a second chance i think she was the producer of the studio at the time or something um but yeah that's that's why but what's funny is uh so that so uh pike actually kind of became a fan favorite after that flashback episode um and we didn't really see him again for years like they brought him back for like the 2009 movie and then of course he's a main character in discovery but yeah Hmm. but yeah uh so yeah if netflix wouldn't have had uh the pilot as the first episode i probably would have watched more star trek (laughs) Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah i kind of don't blame you i can see that um for me i like how i like watch it um it generally it it would be the same as troy whatever gets you in to star trek watch that first but um at the same time i think watching star trek in chronological order will actually help you um in the long run even though like you're jumping through the timeline uh Mm -hmm uh could help but um if you watch it chronologically in, in the end order? i reckon oh you mean in yeah, the timeline yeah in the timeline you'll actually yeah. understand a lot more of what's going on in the uh like later on in the timeline i agree with that um like enterprise foreshadows a lot of stuff yeah yeah they they do a good job of laying the groundwork for certain things um I would actually say just from how I feel about Star Wars is I feel like watching the prequels before watching the original ruined Star Wars for me because I cannot appreciate the originals because they just they're very slow and not very interesting. So I would say I watch the original series so you get like the sort of like slower stuff out of the way and like, you know, before you see like if you saw Picard first, the special effects look amazing in this. And you go back to the original series and you're just like, if you're not a person that could just like appreciate old things for how they are, you know? Yeah. Well, I I think think it does depend on the person. Oh, sorry, Troy. Yeah. I, Eric, I have a feeling you and I are going the same direction with this. Actually, I was okay. Do you want to go first or 
Sure. So, so my thought regarding the special effects specifically is it yes. like you, like you said, Tyler, it's, it's if you can appreciate it, but I actually think that there's two good prior onboarding points for Star Trek where you can kind of, some people will be able to get past that. One is the original series because it's the sixties. So you have to accept that, you know, they're on cardboard sets and the Gorn yeah. looks like a dude painted green with a lizard mask on his head. <laughs> um, and then there's the next gen era, which I refer to next gen DS9 and Voyager all together in that because they all came out kind of close to the same time and they take place relatively the same time in the universe. And that's like late 80s going into the 90s. And there the special effects are it's kind of they start off mostly with model effects and then they move into CGI as you go through that era. And the model effects hold up pretty well and the CGI they mostly use sparingly. So it's kind of okay. And then you have Enterprise, which is the one that canonically takes place first, but it came out in the early 2000s. And I think that's, for me, the one that from my memory suffers the worst from special effects because it's in the era where they were like, we'll just do everything with CG and it'll look great. And it <laughs> that, that doesn't... Uh, it didn't age well uh, at all. It, there, there is a problem with some of the CG, but there's some great practical um alien looks as well yeah like that's well, the true. the interior the set designs on that show are great I yeah the nx uh, nx01 uh, enterprise looked amazing it does the the, the ship itself well, looks very good but i i just remember there being a lot of stuff that that just hasn't aged well whereas like the stuff that like the shows that started in the 80s i can give them a pass because they look like they're aged and the stuff in the sixties looks aged and enterprise doesn't look aged, but it doesn't look up to modern standards. And so it's like in a weird Mm. in between space for me to me, enterprise. So enterprise is a very flawed show, but what I like about it is that it kind of bridges the gap between today and the original series a little bit. It's kind of like, how did we get to this future? It's sort of the halfway point. And I think they did a pretty good job with that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even if, you know, couple of the seasons weren't all that great no uh and the, the song was terrible oh that, that opening <laughs> but but it's it, a lot it's of telling, qualities yeah and it really is telling the story of the founding of the federation it really <laughs> is yeah and it does a good job with that yeah yeah and um to paul it is the first vulcan to be in starfleet mm-hmm. yep and mm-hmm. we we discover like a whole bunch about um, Vulcan civilization that they kind of touched on in other series, but not really. The thing I, the thing I'm not certain about with that though, is how much like the first Vulcan in Starfleet matters. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's right side for us. That made it not subtle though. Uh, I don't know how much, listen, sometimes I wonder how much understanding the history of a thing can be or how important understanding the history of a thing can be if you don't understand the modern implications of it. And I think that's what Enterprise suffers from, is if you don't understand what Starfleet and the United Federation of Planets will be later, I don't know how exciting it is to see the formation, Um, which somehow connects to why Eric is going to tell us about Dunkirk now. I tried to get there, but I just... You've got to understand history, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. but I I was kind of saying that you shouldn't worry about understanding history, so that didn't really work. (laughs) Oops. Uh, So I won't go too deep into this, but basically uh, during World War II, uh, it was 1940... um, the Battle of Dunkirk was it was sort of a desperate evacuation of Allied troops 
from um, Nazi-occupied France to England. And it's often referred to as the miracle of Dunkirk because 300,000 stranded soldiers were rescued in the nick of time. And part of it was thanks to 400 civilian vessels that showed up to help out. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, to be 300,000 troops, that's a lot. Yeah. It was a little bit more than that. I just kind of rounded. Jeez. Yeah. Well, then, I guess here, here's to, to bring it back to how Dunkirk exists in the show. <laughs> is it presumptuous of so to quote so, so to quote the, the admiral were on the run from a supernova i guess the supernova in this case is the nazis right but is it <laughs> like for picard to be like well i was kind of like dunkirk you know so it's pretty <laughs> good is that is it like is it the quote you know fucking well, hubris of picard to to have that attitude or uh so i th- i'm trying to think um maybe it's well, I don't think we know enough about the evacuation. Like, yeah. did a lot of civilian ships show up to help out the cause? Like, maybe we'll I think find he out probably. More. Yeah, maybe we, he called for that to happen after Mars yeah. got attacked. He was like, we've still because got the, the ships, Feder- we just need to get people to come help. Right, because the Federation decided not to show yeah. up, but they still did evacuate a bunch of Romulans. So maybe that's why his second officer, or his first officer, ended up getting demoted or thrown out a starfleet over that action interesting i I don't know i really don't know i'm just speculating but Hmm. and to be fair i don't consider myself a world war ii scholar but you know (laughs) that was my understanding of what dunkirk refers to i mean i understand the reference that he made now so i consider that a win yeah oh and uh another thing that's worth pointing out this was uh still kind of early in the war so it looked like the Nazis were kind of winning at that point. It was a very desperate moment um, for the Allies. This was well, before Pearl Harbor happened. So it's before, you know, the U.S. got involved and, you know, the rest is history. Well, presumably <laughs> that means that those 300,000 troops were impactful as well. But like, not to sound yeah. callous, but if it was near the end of the war, then maybe that doesn't really make that much of a difference right well they a lot of them i think were essential later on like during d-day and okay um a Mm. lot of the big moments later on a lot of the soldiers that survived but it was if we extrapolate it back then then clearly there's going to be some romulans that help picard out right like they got to help him he's going to have to team up with more romulans in order to fix things yeah i I hope so i think that could be yeah that'd be really cool tyler can i ask you a star trek a couple well i imagine most Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to try and pull us to the end of the episode because oh, I think... Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tyler, can I ask you a Star Trek trivia-ish question to, to go no. out on? Okay. I need you <laughs> to predict for me uh, your future career path by telling me what color shirt you would like to wear. Red, yellow, or blue? Uh I'm trying to remember which colors the ones that die all the time. Don't worry about it because what you've heard about that is false. Huh. Yeah, it's completely false. Depends on the series. True. Okay. That well, that too. Uh, red shirts. Yeah, I think that probably applies for you because uh, I'm going by the next gen era uniforms, and red shirts would either be um, your command division um, or oh wait, is it just command? It's just command, isn't it? Yeah. In yeah. TNG era, yeah, in TNG era, or the original so. series area would be engineering, and I think I think either of those would be appropriate for you, Tyler. 
Yeah, I am an engineer, so that, that's why I picked <laughs> yeah. red because I was pretty sure that was original series it was engineering and security was red. But next gen era, which seems to still be the colors they're using today, uh, today meaning in Picard, red is command, <laughs> yellow is engineering and security, and blue is sciences. So like the admiral that Com- or that Picard went to talk to was wearing red, and then Commodore O, who seems to be in charge of security in some fashion, was wearing the yellow uniform. So. That's something to watch for. Now you'll know when somebody comes in a red uniform, you're like, oh, they're in the command track. I, I just listened to uh, uh, our friend Matt's podcast, uh, Party Roll. I just listened mm-hmm. to their oh, nice. first season of Savage Roll. And uh, Vanessa, one of the people on the podcast, she plays a character named like Sam something. And she does this really bad British accent. And she's like, hello there, I'm Sam. How does security? And so when you said security, that's all I could hear. <laughs> <laughs> and she says it like every five minutes <laughs> well every time you introduce yourself you gotta make sure people uh-huh. know who you are that's great well you should listen to savage roll <laughs> troy I, i'm also gonna answer your question but um not in the way that you w- want me to um i want one of the discovery jumpsuits yeah the the yeah. blue one with, with the the little chevron oh, that they look Those cool they're nice yeah, uh, I, they no. they seem very form fitting though. No, <laughs> you're wrong. I'm sorry, you're wrong. So, Tyler, Discovery takes place like ten years before the original series, and they were like, "What if instead of our uniforms being red and yellow and blue, they were like blue metallic jumpsuits with either uh, a very dull gold or dull silver or dull brass to distinguish which department you're in, so that you can never yeah. tell who anybody is." <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. They actually have the other uniforms as well, like the original series yeah. uniforms show up in the show. They're like, oh, these are the brand new uniforms. Check them out. They're all swanky and red and yellow and blue. Well, I don't think yep. they have badges. They do. Well, they have those too. Okay. And there's actually different symbols for each department. Uh, but Only it's on the original you really series. Look for. I guess it's on Discovery, Discovery too. as well. Yeah, yeah it's on Discovery. By next gen, they I was got looking for it last time I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think that'll wrap us up for today. I think so. Yeah. Hey, Tyler, remember um, when we said that episode two was going to be shorter? I don't remember <laughs> saying that. <laughs> Maybe I just said that in my head. Oh, Maybe. oh, real quick. Should we save the triple question for next time? Didn't I already answer it? Time... Oh, did you? He answered He he answered what he thought a triple was. Uh-huh. We didn't tell him yeah. what it is. We'll save that for next time. Yeah, we'll uh, right. find out what a triple is next time. <laughs> on this podcast um yeah so let's go around the room mc where can people find you uh also known as mc uh pretty much anywhere that you would want to follow me um go to your local bar ask for someone named also known as mc you will find him go pornhub also known as mc (laughs) (laughs) that i'm not sure about that but maybe (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it's worth a check um basis f cast um most most places <laughs> uh is mine and troy's podcast where uh we it's best animated shows ever so far where we uh watch discuss and rank every animated show ever eventually so you can check us out there as well it's a great show definitely check it out Yep, oh, and they just finished watching their Star Trek animated series. I haven't listened to the last episode, so I don't know how you ranked it. It ranks okay. It's not. It's not terrible. 
Uh, so it's it, it's somewhere between Batman, the animated series, and Legend of Zelda. Somewhere it, in there. It falls on that scale. <laughs> as most things scale, in life though. do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, I'm really having a Legend of Zelda kind of day today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Troy, where can people find you other than the places that MC already told people where they could find you? Because they can find you there on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at Troidal Power on Twitter and Instagram. And I do too many podcasts, but just find out Troidal Power, follow me on Twitter, and I will link the things I do. Yeah, and there's also troidalpower.com. Hey, there is. I have a blog yeah. there. Sometimes I write things. Not enough, though. Yeah. Trying to do Troy's more. Troy's got some shirt designs, too. You probably have a Star Trek one or two. Yeah, I have one that says Jordy's Garage, and, and it says, <laughs> like, realigning warp cores since 19... 19- Whatever. I don't remember what it says on it. That was a long time ago. I actually haven't officially licensed. uh, Yeah, it does. I haven't officially licensed Star Trek shirt. CBS bought one of my designs uh, for for $50 because I got second place in a contest. And so I got $50 and they now own the rights to the shirt. That's crazy. (laughs) It's called Choose Your Captain and it has like little pixel versions of of the How much money did they make? I mean, I don't know how many of those shirts sold, so I couldn't answer that. But I hope they lost money. I hope they <laughs> lost money too. I hope nobody bought that shirt. If you see that shirt in public, it's now Think Geek sells it. If you see it in public, you just rip it in half and and make CBS yeah. pay for it. I don't know how you uh-huh. make them pay for yeah, it. Yeah, warranty. All, shirts have warranties. That's a thing. Everyone knows that. If you have, if you've been buying new shirts, you've been getting ripped off by not following up on the warranty. So, Eric, where can people find you? Sure. Uh, so, yeah, my name's Eric Slater. That's Eric with the K, Slater with the D. You can find me all over social media. I've got a Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, um, and I've got a lot of things in the works right now. Uh, but you can check out my history podcast, Epic Fails of History with a K, uh, which is all about you know, the most epic fails of history. And on a somewhat related note, I also wrote a history book series that just so happens to be called Epic Fails, but that one's spelled with a C. Um, yeah. <laughs> For legal reasons? <laughs> kind of. It's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and you can find me at Jack's Cult, Jack's Cat Cult on all social media and then also this podcast which we're going to be posting a picture of butt jesus oh, um, God. God, uh, there's gonna be a video of troy being scared by his wife uh probably some other things you you can find that uh at too young for the sit where it's the number two the letter y the number four <laughs> uh, i got lost uh the letter y no nope. the letter t and h yeah it's 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 down in the show notes if you really two want to find it y Four, I added th. an extra Y, didn't you had I? A, yeah, you had an extra yeah. Y. I can't spell things out loud. I have to see them. I don't know why. And if you spell words at me, you know how people do that to like toddlers? They're like, it's time to go to the, how you would spell something bad that a toddler wouldn't want. I can't understand <laughs> it either. So when people well, do I that, have to I'm like, what are we doing? Wrap up so I can give Atticus a B-A-T-H like that. Did you... You don't. Tyler doesn't even have any idea what I just said. You guys, he's clueless. He doesn't he's know. Murder his child. <laughs> uh, Troy, how do we end the show? Uh, well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone, and I'll see you in the bathtub. Apparently, pour the beam out. <laughs>
everyone. Scott here with my good pal, Rich. Say hi, Rich. Hi. And we're here today to tell you about a podcast we host together with our buddies, Jay and Bill, the RPG After Years. The After what? The RPG After Years. Our show has entered into a new era of covering everything RPGs, both old and new. Thus, it is after its first era. It's the After Years. I thought RPG was Rocket Propelled Grenade. No, RPG stands for role-playing game. It's a genre of video game. Every week, we go through the latest news and discuss other relevant RPG-related topics. We also review RPGs as we complete them. So an RPG is not a rabid Portuguese goose? No, thank God. From Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy to The Witcher and Cyberpunk, we've got RPGs covered from the dawn of time to the far-flung future. Oh, I've heard of Final Fantasy. I'd hope so. So check us out on iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast listening platform happens to be. You can also find us at probablywork.com. Level up your podcast feed with the RPG After Years. Enjoy the show. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at Probably Work for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called probablywork.com.